I'm Emily Richardson. And I'm Marshall Lorenzo. And you're listening to Trash Box, a Real Housewives podcast. Da-da-da. Great. I am very excited because this week we have a very special guest to discuss the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, and it is, um, I think, an important moment to discuss um, this season because uh, we're in the middle of storylines right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued to see where it's going. I'm intrigued to talk to someone about where uh, where it's been and what to expect. It was, this episode was very like, let's take a breath right in the middle. I think it's the eye of the hurricane this episode. Yes. Our guest this week is Coco Galore, a hilarious comedian, artistic director. She is the artistic and managing director of Bad Dog Theater Company in Toronto. Please welcome Coco Galore. Woo! Hi! (laughs) Happy mid-season. Happy mid-season. Happy (laughs) mid-season. Also, I just joined the world of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. This was literally the first thing I was about to ask you. Okay. How long have you been watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta? I've been watching it for about a month. What? Okay. Okay. So I watch season one- to today to to Sunday's episode within a month. No. Yes. Wait, what? What? Like the the whole the <laughs> whole show? What? No. The whole what? show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is tracked on my Twitter. <laughs> Are you kidding? Holy shit. She came oh. correct. I did. <laughs> Even I'm like I was like I'd love to talk about like Nini but like I don't have all of the episodes like you know, running around in my head. Oh, I do. At the second. This is great. <laughs> I do. This is great. So we actually, this is perfect because everything is so fresh in your mind. And so you're in it. Yeah, I'm in it. And I've and I've rewatched stuff because there's there's things that I'm like, I need to rewatch this. Like I I have rewatched Reunion Nine at least five <laughs> times. Just just to watch Phaedra's takedown. I was like, I can watch this on loop. Oh, <laughs> my god i watched that um drunkenly with my brother this weekend just because i was like because he doesn't get it and i'm like you bet this is the scene you gotta like you gotta watch this okay this uh, this has levels buddy levels that is the best takedown of all villains of all history it is one of the best takedowns i was like (laughs) (laughs) i love it so originally i guess we were going to talk about i think the episode and then talk about like the season as a whole but now i kind of want to like talk about what you think of the season as a whole and then get into the the details we can do whatever we want yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i could do i could do anything right now i am Great. fueled with real housewives of atlanta information <laughs> and i know emily's probably like because she had a whole list and she had a system and no this question i don't have a list in a system <laughs> she's ripping paper with her hands right now I had potential jumping off points in case we didn't know where to go, Marshall. And I'm blowing it up. Okay. I do. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pose this question then. How do you find um, this season um, in a post-Nini world? I mean, I know we've been in a post-Nini world before, but this season minus Nini. So I feel like this is the first season that it feels wholly manuf- manufactured. Oh, that's how I feel watching the season. I don't know if it's because of Nini leaving and 
the subsequent fallout from it. But this season, I feel like their entire world is like, okay, you guys get together because you have to. Oh, you guys had this because you have to. Like, it's like, you know, all the inner workings because of the fallout from last season, I feel. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So I'm watching this a little bit differently. I'm like, oh, you guys are just all contractually obligated to be at this bachelorette. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's a pandemic also. Yeah, the pandemic. Um, because it's a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they're not yeah. like naturally going to go to a random party where they'll see the, where they will see their friends. Yeah. Like they they're like, yeah. meet at this pumpkin patch now. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that Nini did an interview with Tamar Braxton mm-hmm. where they talk about like just being on reality shows. And Nini talks about the fact that like they don't tell you what to say. But they give you like a, hey, you're going to go to this party and you have to bring up this subject to so-and-so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which then makes you think about, um, oh, freak, what's that? What's that white woman's name? Kim, Kim? Zolciak. So, yeah, Kim. The only white Kim woman. Zolciak. Yeah. <laughs> then it makes you think about what she was doing. I think it was season 11 or 10 when she was there causing all that ruckus for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Also, which like yeah. for someone who claims that this spinoff is going so well, she came into that season like, uh, are we going to get, is my show going to get renewed? I got to do something. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. She came, she came in really working. Like, and I say working like, yeah. this is my job. I need to, like you said, like, I'm hungry. I need to feed my 15 kids. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> my child army. My husband really doesn't work. Um, yeah. He doesn't though, right? I, that's interesting that you say though, um, that it feels, yeah, a lot more engineered. Yes, that's the word. Definitely. Maybe that's where Porsche's uh, exhaustion maybe comes from with Kenya is. Yeah. You know, here we go. Like, how much more of this do I have in me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame her at all. She's just over it. Yeah. But I will say this is the first season that I like Portia. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a fair comment. Yeah. Watching the first couple of episodes of her uh, doing activism work, I I teared up and cried because you think about the ignorant person that she was through the show. Yep. And now she's the one getting arrested, sleeping in cell overnight. Yeah. Like that's that's deep. And it feels it feels authentic. It feels like this is all, all very real. And she, she I think for everyone she was like not the favorite. She she had some like fun quips and things. Um and then also then it was like how do you come back from what happened with Phaedra? Like Yeah. You know, and she really came back. Yeah, she did. I think she's just also a very natural comedian and she is. Yeah, she I just she just makes me laugh so much and oh gosh, her first couple of episodes they were they were so powerful and her growth. She's been on the show for like what? 6 or 7 years? Yeah. It makes sense that she's grown. She was a kid before. She was in a, a gross like abusive controlling marriage. She's really oh my God. grown. Mm. So bad, and she didn't see it. No. Uh, it took her a couple of years to understand what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if she's gonna um, impart any of that wisdom onto Drew. I do wonder. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. Well, they've just become uh, besties, so I'm like, yeah, just wondering how long it's gonna take. Right. Okay. Coco, what are your thoughts on new Drew? Um, I don't get, I I don't get the two new people, period. 
That's I'm like, <laughs> I could have done without them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're there. Just like the season that Kim Fields came, I was like, I don't know, I don't know why you're here. And I like Kim Fields. I liked her, but I was just mm-hmm. like, why are you here? <laughs> oh my god. She wasn't I right dis- for the show. I disagree so hard. <laughs> oh my god, tell me. <laughs> like, tell me. Um I feel like maybe Drew represents a kind of like complete naivete in that she's even breaking the fourth wall, being like why like i don't understand fight 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 make up and have fun and drink fight 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 like she's like questioning the very rhythm of how a reality show works uh and then latoya is just like a wind em up like toy that you just like toss into a fight and just <laughs> stirs up, like stirs up the shit like toya's energy i i just like i I like for example this episode I forgot Latoya was in the cast and then she showed up at the pumpkin patch and my whole body rose up I was like yes <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> like we're like just just throwing shade I love it I wouldn't say that I don't like them like I like them I just don't understand why they're there like to me <laughs> the the existing people are already interesting yeah so I'm like mm-hmm. why like you know what I mean why are you here? I guess yeah. I guess they needed to, the functions that you said, Marshall. Yeah. Like one is to wind it up, one is to be like the audience surrogate. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I think also it's because I've been watching it in one month. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't need you. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe also it was like a little bit of like post Nini panic. And they just mm-hmm. were like, we got to make sure we got our bases covered. Like, what if what if Portia can't handle the crown? What if Cynthia's like you know d- dies on the vine? Um, <laughs> Poor Cynthia. Because I do think I think Portia is like organically filling the space of of um, the queen, kind of. You the know what I mean? Beach. Like she's organically getting there, whereas Kenya is like desperately grasping for it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I am so conflicted about Kenya all the time. <laughs> I know because. <laughs> Like, okay, I, I I respect her because I remember, I'm old enough to remember when she was, let me get this right, Miss USA. <laughs> Whoa, really? Had you heard of her before? Wow. Yes, I knew who Kenya Moore was. I knew when she won wow. the crown. I was watching her go through it. I was surprised, like, from not having watched the show, I uh-huh. was surprised when she started doing the show. Um, Because oh. I was like, wow. wow. Yeah, because to me, Kenya Moore represented um, like a classy, beautiful, dark-skinned Black woman who had won the Miss USA crown, which means they get she mm-hmm. went to Miss Universe, right? Yeah. Mm. And and she, I, I was like, when I watched the show, I was like, you, you shouldn't have done this. Because <laughs> <laughs> what she represented for me, she shattered that she shattered it yeah i i feel that sometimes when when actors go on uh, like when denise richards went on beverly hills and i was like you didn't really need to do this and look no. what happened yeah. yeah but but the other thing i will say like the flip side is that watching her being treated the way that she was treated the first i think up until phaedra left 
was mm-hmm. really hard to watch once again because for the same reasons she represented a certain class a dark-skinned intelligent woman who had won miss usa mm-hmm. and like this classy classy woman like dark skin and viv do you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden like she's on this tv show and this what like nobody let's say let's be real Phaedra's like you're a whore you're a whore because you went outside you're a whore because you breathe air you're a whore because you watched the dishes wrong I was like what the hell is going on Phaedra really believed that she had a she had the closest relationship with God that she was like God's disciple here to teach the women (laughs) and you like also Kenya came in pretty open-minded and pretty like with an open heart in the yes. beginning, yeah. Yes, she did. Like, I don't think she did anything to deserve being mm-hmm. called those names for three seasons straight. And that's yeah. why, that's why <laughs> at the reunion where the Phaedra takedown, yeah. uh, Phaedra's like, oh, shut up. And Kenya's like, no, you shut up. And then Phaedra's went, <laughs> she actually did. Oh! <laughs> so funny. I was watching it. I was like... <laughs> Um, so that but, was the emotional turning point for you was that was that exact moment. Yeah, I was like, oh, vindicated, vindicated on all sides. Um, <laughs> but the other thing was speaking of like Phaedra feeling like she's like sent from God. Do you remember she was like, there was a moment? You probably don't remember this because I just watched the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. But she, um, I think it was Kenya who was comment commenting on Phaedra's use of the word whore like constantly mm-hmm. and then she's like what are you talking about Jesus loved whores there are whores all over the bible you obviously don't know the bible if you don't know that whores are all over <laughs> she's spinning her logic is spinning out <laughs> so crazy I haven't watched those seasons in years but I remember at the time really enjoying Phaedra not not being like she's a good per well, good she person was funny. but like I was so entertained by her constant abuse and ridiculousness <laughs> yeah I liked her up until until the the reunion of her first season okay yeah, yeah. I liked her when she was faking the uh she was lying about her due date so she wouldn't oh my admit god that she had <laughs> that the child was you know made out Yo, of wedlock <laughs> the way she spun that she was like oh I, I went, I didn't even know if I was going to keep the baby, you know, so I was like, what? <laughs> See, now that's she, a housewife I enjoy. Right? She's like talking about how she had an unusual pregnancy and you don't, you just don't talk about those things. And then it is. Wow. Meanwhile, nine months, nine months. <laughs> yeah. Strike. And then at one point she had to admit, okay, you know. Yeah. Oh, Phaedra. Um, Kenya, Kenya is a fascinating character. Uh, I've hated her at times. This season, I don't... She really... She's so desperate to be the the heroine, you know? She wants the audience to love her. But she's also... She just can't help herself. Like, she has to lead this Bolo investigation. But she also wants, you know, sympathy for her divorce. And she wants to show her therapy sessions. And she she wants to be the star. I mean, and she is the star in many ways, Kenya. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. The hardest thing with Kenya, the heart, like she has been called all the names. Yeah. The hardest thing I ever saw with Kenya was last season when she was having breakfast with her husband and the baby. And her husband's like, 
oh, you're my number one. And she's like, well, what about me? I was like, well, if you got to ask it, honey. Yeah. But we and that was just coming. That was so we, hard. It's sad. When, when yeah. she married him um, off camera, away from everyone else, like all that, it was just doom, doom from the start. And then to see revealed in this episode today that she didn't invite her dad to the wedding Ooh. because she knew. Because she like, knew. Very troubling. Yep. If you gotta, if and and like you know, we've all been in things, so you you know this. If you gotta hide it from the people that are closest to you, it's because there's a truth you don't want to find out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think he's a bad guy. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sh- like, <laughs> I know, I, I know, I just don't, I don't think get comes- him. I don't get it. I, I don't get, I don't get him. It's like, I don't get him. Yeah, I mean, just he just seems like a narcissist nightmare. Um, right. Uh, Much like uh, Walter from the first guy that she brings on to the show. He was totally. like that to her too. She, totally. She she uh, she does not pick the right men. Yeah. Ken- no. Kenya will never ha- have the things she wants until she admits she deserves them. That Ooh. is what That's it's true. all about That's true. Kenya. That's true. Deep down, she doesn't really d- like thinks that she deserves them. And well, she, you know, this episode, they showed her going to therapy, so... Yeah. Maybe she's going to start unlocking know, but that. But don't you always like watch these therapist sessions sometimes? And I'm I'm like, just like this at the therapist, like, <laughs> okay, now please say the right thing. Please say that. Like <laughs> these therapists like are hired pri- by production. I n- have never trusted one of them in any franchise on this show. On because show. it's hard. How can you trust a therapist who's willing to do your session on camera in front of, like, not that they've mm-hmm. said like, I think the therapist that treated Portia, uh, the woman with the short, short hair, she was real good. Mm-hmm. And the man that treated Nini was also real good. But at the same time, I was like, well, you're doing this on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, part of therapy is like the privilege of knowing that information and keeping it like, you know, exactly. everything stays in that room contained. It, yes. That part is just so weird to so let's Marshall. just not call it therapy then. Yeah. <laughs> let's call it a dinner date. <laughs> it's very like life. It's like life coaching. And this therapist had like all those like corny little signs around her office that are like, live, laugh, love, believe in yourself. Again, that could oh, just be some 20 year old like... production designer. That's like, okay, we've got to turn this toilet into right. a therapy, <laughs> therapy room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so do we all agree that it was Kenya who leaked the story to page six? Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know for sure, but, but likely. No, I don't think it was Kenya. You don't think so? I, I don't think it was Kenya. I'm, go- I'm just going by, gr- by group reaction. And the group reaction was like, oh, is this a question? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think it was Kenya. I feel really? like it was. Feel like it was. I'm just gonna, Toya. I think it was Latoya. Oh, she's she's hungry to get a peach. Okay, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past her either. Or maybe it was just production. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Is I'm like, you've got like 20 gay kids that are like <laughs> that are aged 21 to 25, and they're like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> um, the I want to throw a, a a wild card in Tanya. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Okay, so it is. It was Tanya and Portia with Bolo. That's confirmed. Yes, 
They're having snacks. Having snacks. <sighs> oh, right. And they Portia's were having bedroom. snacks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I really, I actually really liked Tandy just because she's so Canadian. Uh, and was away in it. Canada it in this episode. Every now and then. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, Coco, did you know Latoya before this at all? No. Okay. Apparently, mm-hmm. she is also from Toronto. And yes, that I read. Oh, yeah. yeah. And her her name is uh, before it was Latoya Forever, which is why on next week's preview, when they're like Latoya Forever, more like Latoya Never. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Sick band, Drew. She uh, and she did like comedy sketches and like vines and stuff. And she was really well known. I think that was all online. Kind of like yeah. how Lily Lily Singh was like famous, but not famous. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I honestly, I'm like, right. I feel so out of it. I didn't know about Lily, Lily Singh before her <laughs> late night show. Did you guys? I did. I saw, I think, maybe no. one or two videos of her. And I was like, this is problematic. I'm turning it off. And that's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I've I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> then I turn out, but I had never heard of, uh, I had never heard of Latoya. Yeah, me neither. Um, but uh, I, I gotta say, I do, I do enjoy her. I also, I just I think like, she's so fucking beautiful. God, she's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I just want to know how she ended up in Atlanta. And so, same with Tanya. That's actually not <laughs> uncommon. I know quite really? a few Black people, yep, who've moved to Atlanta. Yeah, because it's like the other, it's like Black Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, now. Hollywood. And now Hollywood, Hollywood. I know. Everything's yeah. down there. Yeah. Tyler Perry Studios, like they're massive. That's where it's all happening. I hope Kenya Moore can uh, kickstart her acting ca- career again. Mm-mm. Oh, I hope she hasn't kickstart her singing career again. <laughs> oh my gosh, she was. Have, oh my god, like it was fifty percent comedy, but fifty percent she was like, "I'm singing." <laughs> okay, her her second part, I was like, "Okay, you're fine," but the first part, I was like, "I thought you could sing." What happened? <laughs> it was my brother was in another room, and he came in and was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> 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 so should we should we get into the episode? Coco, do you want to talk about anything in particular? Like, uh, what are your thoughts? I I am curious to your thoughts on Nini. I love Nini, but I think that, okay, I love Nini. Like, when I, when I was, like, watching back, whatever, she was, like, like, a little bit annoying, because sometimes you're like, this is unreasonable. Um, (laughs) But... But I generally love her. This behavior is unreasonable. I was like, this is unreasonable. But um, generally, I love her so much because I I didn't, I haven't watched any of the other Real Housewives. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that I, like when I told people that I was watching it, I was like, you know, what was different about it is the flip of Nini being a housewife and then being the main breadwinner, um, Candy growing her empire, like watching yes. all these black women become really, really successful in their own right through business ventures was very, very uh, cool and interesting to me. And and especially with Nini being like, you know, I wanted to be like, she's just so upfront, like, yeah. oh, I wanted mm-hmm. to be an actor when I was younger and it didn't happen. So I gave up and now's my chance. I'm going to try my best. Um, so all of that is really, really cool. Um, but I think in the later seasons, it, it just became too mechanical for her. That's how it felt. Like it, it felt like she was exhausted from the constant yeah. 
um, having to be the villain and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh, and the back and forth and, you know, and watching the show, half of the fights, I was like, this is not even a reasonable fight. Like this could be (laughs) resolved if you just all simmered and listened to each other. The only person that I have hated through and through and never changed my mind is Kim. Yes, that's fair. Kim Sos, Kim, Kim Sosiak. Kim Sosiak. Yeah, yeah. I um before I watched Atlanta, I was always like, um, you know, I would see all these like, uh, white gay Tumblr like gifts of like Kim Sosiak, and I'd be like, who is this? She seems fun. And then I watched one minute of the show and was like, oh no! Like even from the beginning, yeah. from season one, like episode one, all the way, I was like, oh how is she around this long and then even bringing her back was like when she was brought back she's such a problematic person yeah like and i remember at the like at the reunion at the very end of the reunion you see this kind of like I'm going to say PA production assistant be like Andy get a camera let's go and then they go into the bathroom um where Kim Sosiak's is like basically Andy comes and Kim is talking to him and her husband's there and she's just like talking about being like the white woman with five African-American women surrounding her and she couldn't answer she said it was a whirlwind around her and and the way that she was talking I was like you're you're racist (laughs) and then she was like he's like oh um she said like these this racist thing wasn't wasn't around before um it's because of social media Ah. yeah yeah this yeah that was a moment that was a moment captured on camera that was a moment (laughs) captured on camera that was was captured on the film um i yeah i also experienced kim uh first through season 11 and was like this behavior is insane and then went back and was like oh no 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 like it was there from the beginning people it was there from the beginning yeah um i really enjoy coco that i mean i think it's reality tv in a nutshell that behavior is unreasonable (laughs) (laughs) especially through through the lens of nini too like i just have visuals of of these fights um but yeah that is such an an interesting point though of like exhaustion because if she was exhausted the the like whenever she would get like almost like violent angry sort of level you that fully is it is she's like i've done this a million times mm-hmm. and now i have to do this again with kenya like no <laughs> yeah i don't like yeah. the patience is yeah yeah um so yeah in a post nini world <laughs> I, i'm just laughing because some of her tactics are very useful i'm like i'm gonna use that one day what, throw popcorn at someone <laughs> no what she would say things like she's like is that the question? Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Like, <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yes. <laughs> or she'd be like, "Did you ask me a question? Did I answer it? Okay, that's what I thought. Thank you. Next." Like yeah, she just she really and she, she would just repeat things. Yes, like, she just repeat what the person said. Yes, she had such <laughs> she had a way of like blocking you from continuing. Let's be honest, because there was a lot of nonsense thrown at her. So she had ways of blocking. Mm-hmm. like nonsense thrown at her that you're just like it's like you're caught yeah. you're caught mid-word you're like <laughs> <laughs> interesting 
Yeah, she was. You could learn a lot from Nini. She she really yes. held her own, and she had this confidence about her, which she she owned the room. Like Andy often cowered to her. I feel yeah, in a good way. yeah, yeah. And I liked I liked like again because I was watching back. I liked when mm-hmm. like she would be called out for on for something, and she would apologize, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm going to apologize. I won't do it again." And then they would try to push her. She's like, what do you want me to do? Like, there's really nothing more I can do but apologize. And I think that that's her overall attitude in terms of like when people were pushing her. And that's why she said mm-hmm. things like, I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> because she's like, I I'm not going to continue explaining this to you. If I wanted to say something else, I would have said something else. I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I like, oh A God. line that will never escape us. Never. Is that what I said? Hyperlogic. Just hyperlogical yes. confidence. Yes. And I and I, I understand it. that. Although I am mm-hmm. candy, I do understand Nini's <laughs> logic. I am candy. You are candy. candy. How are you like candy? I, like candy. How are you like I think candy? that I'm the type of person, first of all, I'm all about my money. So let's talk about that. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's like, and she knows. And you know how her voice shakes when she's like half crying, half talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how much I care about my brand, and <laughs> I was like, "Yes, it's a well built brand. It is a well built brand. Well, well built brand." And Candy is a business genius. Well, I, I mean, that's not why I was saying I was like Candy, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you run Bad Dog. That's you gotta have something so, going on up there. <laughs> do you mean like like staying out of the like out of the weeds, like? You know what I mean? Like sort of standing on the outside watching in kind of thing. Is that what you mean? I think um, I think that I'm most like candy because um, I just try to be about my business and I often do get dragged into like mm. drama. And then mm-hmm. I have to be like, listen, I don't have time for this. I'm trying to work like, yeah, get out yeah, of my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's the work ethic and the idea that like you're just focused on working um, I think that's the part where I am most like um, Candy. It's the thing I've always kind of liked about Candy as well. Like she, um, she's the, very much the straight woman, um, but she, uh, I feel like she's been ramping it up the last couple of seasons where she's genuinely having fun. She does. Seem yeah. I don't know fun. if it's because yeah. her daughter's off or whatever, but like she feels a lot more like I'm here to have fun. I'm still not going to get mixed up in all this bullshit yeah i mean i have fun i think she yeah. just like i think it's also because she's she's the one who's been in the industry the longest yeah just yeah. showbiz yeah. in general and so um she doesn't need to get mixed up in stuff she was my my kenya like if you're saying when you saw kenya pop up on housewives when i saw candy pop up i was like well can't like candy is gonna be a housewife like she doesn't need to be. Did like, you know where did you know her from? Escape? Escape? Songwriter. Oh, just, like yeah. the yeah, songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. She also did not need to be on it, but I appreciated her being on it because I watched like I grew up with Escape. Like, you know what I mean? I used yeah. to have a crush mm-hmm. on Candy mm-hmm. Burris. So really? from that perspective, I was like, just tell me how you live. Oh, you're a freak. <laughs> I love this. Like, you know what I mean? Um and the thing about Candy, I think, is that because she's been in the biz so long, um, she knows what to put out and what to keep. 
in and i appreciate mm-hmm. that about because i don't think we know everything about candy the way that oh, we, no 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 we do about kenya we absolutely do not we do yeah. not even like who's that like her little like gay assistant um don juan he's in this episode too don juan. don juan and he's and you could see even in this episode he said something like he, he said some he slid something over to candy kind of thing and she was like no 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 we're not talking about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he said like uh he actually commented on the fact that uh, it leaked that that happened. He's like, because mm, yes, these people right. are messy. And I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. there's yeah. no way she's a freak the way that she is. And it's not all out in the streets. The reason why it's not all out in the streets is because she knows how to tidy up her business. I mean, she makes the people mm-hmm. who participate in threesomes with her and her husband sign NDAs. See, now. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my NDA? I will sign that NDA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, uh, we, a couple weeks ago, we got to see Candy, the mistress in the, uh, the, the bachelorette party. I mean, that, that was a wild, that was a wild, wild episode. I watched it with my boyfriend. He has watched very little Atlanta, but he's fallen in love with it, especially because I make him watch Real Housewives of Dallas, which is terrible so atlanta is a welcome welcome um thing for him but he was like this this candy being the mistress thing i'm very real i'm turned on i don't of course (laughs) it was not yeah but i thought but we thought it was going to be more like jokey jokey winky winky no like that's how i would but no she was dead serious no and i don't i and i think this what she presented is maybe 10% the fraction of who she really is because what she did, listen, I watch that episode very carefully. What she did to Cynthia on those straps, I was like, yes. that's, that's just like, she's very strong. And I was like, okay, you know, this is a fraction of who she really is. Yeah. Absolutely. We all, cause I, I watched it like, fully le- leaning back in my couch like oh my yeah. god this is real intimate candy is the dungeon yes. master. Holy shit. a different kind of dungeon master um, for all those dnt people <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> who listened to this podcast of course. Um, yeah huge I, crossover huge crossover one person who we have not talked about who i want to talk about who is my favorite person marlo 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 I ge- I was saying to Emily before this call, I genuinely felt for Marlo when she uh, she very earnestly was like, I feel like all of you are turning against me because I'm being friends with Kenya. But like, which one do you want? Do you do yeah. you want like do I beca- do I fix things with Kenya or do I not? Like, which is yeah. it? Help me pick a lane. I think that Marlo is the type of person just from having watched her all these seasons. She's the type of person that when she's hurt. Oh, get out of her way. Because if you hurt oh, if yeah. you hurt her, she aims to like kill. Like, you know what I mean? With her words. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. she has said some of the meanest things I've ever heard anybody say to anybody else, like just in general. I thought of one of those things uh when Kenya was in therapy. One thing in particular that Malo said popped into my head. Yeah. What? That the one about uh, the maybe mom? Yeah, yeah. Maybe your mother wouldn't have left you if you weren't such a, yeah. 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 Like even your mom doesn't want you. And she has said that more than once. She said that at her own like hair extension uh, party. And she said that at the campfire. Um, Although uh, what Kenya did 
was was like real mean. Oh, when are you she, talking about the hair when extension? She came, yeah, <laughs> when she came and she's like, Kenya, more hair care. I was like, um, unreasonable. Unreasonable. Especially because Marlo of, I mean, unless there's something else, because we all know about Marlo LLC, but we also don't know about Marlo LLC. Because Which is why, she, apparently why she doesn't have a peach. She's not giving all the information up. Right. Really? Is that what they say? That's what I've what I've read. I mean, I don't know what well, the that's true. Or there not. was one. Um, I think it was season ten reunion, the one with Kim Sosiak, where Marlo is like, basically was like, "Well, it hurts me that you call me a whore and da da da." Where are the receipts and stuff like that? Which then made me think about the years that Phaedra called her a whore. I was like, "Why would you reuse that word?" I just don't like that word and i think from that day on they banned that word as an insult they're like unless yeah. you have receipts we're not using that word anymore so that that it's was one so, thing it's very old-timey it's it is. <laughs> um but the thing when they were asking her about her business and stuff like that and she admitted that she dated a billionaire and the billionaire bought her house bought her mama house bought her car like basically yeah. funded her right great um, good for marlo <laughs> but i think my point was that because she never really has a business venture that was the first time that she was kind of being celebrated i thought that was real mean mm. yeah that's yeah. a good point yeah. yeah steal her thunder and we love marlo i do i think I... marlo is also tired that's what i was gonna say next is i think marlo is also tired of that like Oh, that nasty fighting. You see every morning she's reading the Bible and she reads it all out loud. And I think she's trying to um, maybe have some peace. Yeah. And it's, to go out on a limb as well and and do another season without Nini is um, is I thought it was an interesting choice. But I, uh, I don't know. She wasn't alone for too long, but I thought that mu- that must be tough. Yeah. I think yeah. she's grown a lot the last couple of seasons, too, with like, I mean, how long has she had it's her nephews, right? How long she has them for a couple of years now? Yeah. yeah. She's had her nephews uh, probably two or three because she brought them to Kenya's husband's event. And I think that was one of the first times that you saw them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not a stupid woman either. Like, no, the, like no, no. The, she doesn't no. need to worry about Kenya. Like, no, she knows what she's doing. We shall see. Kenya's worst enemy is Kenya, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, watching her and Drew, la, 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 la. That, I guess, <laughs> montage of them, and they were like but talking. I, was, I enjoyed that Drew was like, okay, well, I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to start singing. <laughs> like, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind Drew. I really don't. And I like how she didn't, a lot of people, when they are faced with Kenya, um, they they uh, they lose themselves and they lose their temper and they end up doing or saying things that they regret or make them look or you know they totally miss their point and make them look stupid. But Drew remained pretty damn collected and I appreciated that. Yeah, but the thing is that I don't know why because a lot of things that Kenya <laughs> says is logical. <laughs> I I have actually sat there and listened to her pull her logic and I'm like, no, you're not mm-hmm. wrong. You're not wrong. I think the thing with Kenya is that people just like to hate her. You know, there are certain people, as soon as you see yeah. them, it doesn't matter I if they names. are 
<laughs> that's true actually that's so right. true i have i have a couple people where i just hate them and even the littlest thing they'll yeah. say i'm like you go fuck yourself and i'm like emily that pulitzer prize they could be like hey can you pass the salt you're like oh <laughs> here you go so annoying Asking yeah here is here is all the salt <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will say like people love to hate kenya there are reasons but she can't she can once someone has decided they hate kenya they, she can really do no good in their eyes is what you're okay yeah. so here's the here's the logic that i'm gonna use for kenya okay okay here here it is t no t okay kenya <laughs> is the type of person that a lot of people hate on site but her actual logic is not wrong. But the problem is she needs to reinforce her logic and her intelligence at all times, even when it's not being asked for. Sometimes you really just got to let shit go. And she just won't. Like I'm thinking about the time when she chased Portia out and they were all in the parking lot. And then she brought up that like, um, she was talking about like um domestic violence and then she brought she basically like exposed that charade um man i miss that woman's cadence mm. i don't like it but i miss her cadence um <laughs> she had a very specific way of speaking right um yes yeah, so and did. and she brought that up and then and then the argument then become became why would you expose that but that's not what she was doing yeah. what she was saying is that how can you say this you know you've been through shit like this right now, yeah. that just wasn't the right, mo- like, she's not wrong, but at the same time, you don't do that. Yeah. So I feel like there's a part of her yeah, that's yeah. missing how to, kind like, she's missing a, almost like an emotional intelligence when she's dealing with people. Yeah, a thousand percent, especially if you put that up against someone uh, like Drew, who's obviously like an emotional person. She's an actress, you know, that's like, right. It's just not yeah. going to work. Yeah. That's right. And that's the reason why yeah. a lot of people have problems with um, um, Kenya, I feel. Like, even when she was talking to Phaedra's husband, I was like, just don't talk to him. She said no. Well, that's yeah. different. He was a fucking idiot. Like, oh. <laughs> he was a fucking idiot. He was a fucking oh. idiot. One, he was a fucking idiot. Two, we are autonomous human beings who are <laughs> adults. You shouldn't be like, oh, it's a woman's fault for talking to my husband. Oh, she uh, looked at him. How dare she? Right? Yeah. But the yeah. reality is that if someone doesn't like it, just don't do it. Yeah. Yes. What's what's the what do you lose from not talking to him? Like, I, yeah, Kenya has a real problem putting herself in other people's shoes. Yeah. I think. Yes. But you know, I mean, she's great. She makes for great TV. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been lovely, and I, I, I do, uh, I gotta say, Coco, I am so happy you came on here with all of this fresh education. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Like, I was like, no. yeah, I'm sure you've seen the, the whole season, but not, like, condensed. <laughs> like, yes. I wish yeah. I could I wish I could rewatch a, a full season of, of a Housewives franchise, like, in a month. Because that is, I mean, you, I love that shit. Season one and two are hard to watch on the eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, yes. They're all, all of these, all of these shows, it's impossible. Impossible. They're different yeah. shows as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, Marshall, you have to go, right? I do. So we'll say goodbye to you now, but then I'll wrap up with Coco. Is that all right with you? All right. That's absolutely fine with me. Okay, great. Bye, Marshall. Have a great time getting your whole master's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought it would be fun. thought it would be cute. 
just thought, why not? Um, thank you for doing this. This was this is really fun. I'm I'm kind of annoyed because didn't know that you that you would come with all of this and i want to get into it <laughs> i have we so can many do it one, like we can do it another time it, i'm down yes please yeah please come yeah. back seriously i'm all about this uh, okay okay all right sorry guys i'm sorry don't worry no problem right. bye marshall i'll see you later bye he's got to go to school he's got to go to school um i do have one more question yeah. uh, for you that does not involve marshall thank okay. god um <laughs> i found when I initially really got into The Real Housewives. And the, the one I got really into the first time was The Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. It kind of changed how I dealt with people a little bit. Because oh. I did the thing where I binged it for months on end. One month of Atlanta. Does that change how you... <laughs> this is going to sound wild. But I found myself being more outspoken. And like... Uh, and this is you know, obviously a non-pandemic world when I watched it. Mm-hmm. So I found myself like sticking to my guns more and being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say what I think. Right. Have you noticed any change in your own personality since becoming obsessed with the women of Atlanta? Um, I mean, I'm already like that. <laughs> so yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'm a pretty <laughs> outspoken person. Like I stand up for my rights. I would say yeah. I find myself laughing at drama a little bit more. Um, That's great. And... Like, I, I find myself questioning people's, like, are you okay? Like, when I'm when I'm watching people behave the way that they behave. Because one of the things that I realized while watching the show, and I don't know why, I've watched reality TV before, so I don't know why I never saw this, but I really saw this while watching Real Housewives, is, like, people get really looped up in their own stories and what yes. they have convinced themselves is the reality. And... um. And they will act up based on that. And so I, I find myself when people get wrapped up in this stuff, I have found myself sitting uh-huh. back a little bit and being like, wow, you're really, you're really spinning out there on your own. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a really healthy way of looking at it because a lot of the time when people do shit to us, it feels personal like a personal thing mm-hmm. but it's their that's your ego talking and a lot of the time it's just their shit oh yeah their a lot of times it has shit. nothing to do with you but watching this show mm-hmm. like you really see it like it doesn't matter what like Kim Zosiak is racist like it doesn't matter what she yeah. says the problem is that she doesn't have the intelligence to recognize that she's racist. And what was hard to watch about the show is that Mm -hmm. the majority of the cast also did not have the intelligence to point out. She was racist from day one. Oh yeah, completely. Right. And there are, there are women on the show, like black women who on the show who were complicit in her anti-blackness and none of them had the vocabulary, the intelligence to point it out. So me as a person, I'm watching the show and I'm getting frustrated and I'm like, why they don't see it. What's the point? Yeah. Right. So yeah, she doesn't think she's racist. She's getting wrapped up, wrapped up in that. And then when she was pointed out to be racist, she couldn't handle it. And she was getting wrapped up in that. And I was just watching it and I was like, you are not okay. And that's all I can say. I'm not going to engage. I think that's really, really clever or smart. Yeah. I think that's the line is I'm not, I, I, I found myself watching a show and realizing there was a lot of things that I was engaging in that I just did not need to. 
That's that's a great lesson from it. It's also very frustrating that of all of the women on Atlanta, Kim is the one with the spinoff. Like, fuck you, Andy Cohen. That's ridiculous. Well, that's the reason why in the last reunion, she's like, oh, fuck you. I have my own spinoff. Bye. Bye. And then and then Needy goes, yeah, why do you why are you the one with the spinoff? Yes. Tell us. Please, Bravo. She's like, oh, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, why are you? Why are you the one with the spinoff? And she didn't even understand the question. No, no, she's not capable of that. Her right? mind is not capable of that. Yes. And I feel like most of everybody missed the point of that question. Because I was like, you're telling me the only white woman that came out of that show couldn't get along with the entire Black cast. And she was the one who got the spinoff? But everybody missed that question. And nobody watches it. The ratings are terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I have never, I don't like her. So I've never tried to watch it. Um, oh, it, it, I, I haven't either. I've seen clips. It's ridiculous. Those, those poor daughters, like they are already blown up their lips. Botox. Yeah. They, they look like blow up dolls. It's really sad, actually. Right, uh, right. But yeah, Kim's a moron. I don't know why she gets any kind of platform at all. But, but she has it. She sure does. This is the America we live in. This is. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I know Marshall was bummed he couldn't be here for the end, but he, you know, he needs that master's, right? Yeah, he really needs it. <laughs> he needs it. He needs it. <laughs> He's broke. And what better to fix the broke problem than a master's in screenwriting? That's what I think. <laughs> As if he can't write already. But, you know, we'll let Marshall be Marshall. <laughs> we'll let him be Marshall. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Well, uh, please take a second, plug whatever you would like in this world. Ooh, I mean, I'm always just going <laughs> to plug Bad Dog Theater. <laughs> yes, please. Great. That's where I'm at. Check us out on YouTube, Bad Dog Comedy TV. We have uh, live stream shows uh, twice twice a day, Monday, to th- Monday wow. through Thursday. We're working on season two right now. Um, yeah. So you're basically producing a comedy, live comedy television network and during the pandemic. That, yes. That's basically what we've done. Uh, I uh, I read Philippe's article on you and it was great. Yeah. That's awesome. It made me very emotional because um, I've known Philippe for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so when I read the piece, I was like, <gasps> like, you know, when, you know what I mean? You're like, you're like, yeah, we know each other. And then you read something, you're like, whoa, I didn't. It was very, very touching. I was very grateful for that article. I was also very grateful for Simon Pollock's video that he made. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Got, and, and people listening can find this all um, on Coco, Co- Coco's. <laughs> I was going to say Coco's social media. Coco's social media. <laughs> yeah. oh, what are your what are your handles so they can look that up? At Coco Galore, C-O-K-O-G-A-L-O-R-E on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Unfortunately. Uh, I have a fan. She beat me to it on TikTok. <laughs> really? Yes. So on TikTok, I am real. Uh, the real Coco Galore. The real Coco Galore, right? Yes. I was so honored that <laughs> Wait, I had actually, to go no, on a- Actually, they're a fan. Are you serious? No, she's not a fan. What oh. she is, is she is someone who came up with the name three years ago. Oh. And I was like, honey, I've done been here. Now, <laughs> now, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me- when I made up my name, I Googled it because yeah. I was like, I don't want anybody else to have this. Right. Yeah. And so that's the reason why I have like 99% of the handles. Um, that's great. But, you know, I can't, whatever. I, I feel honored. Cause now I'm like, 
you know, Madonna and Kim K and whatever. I have to be like official real Coco Galore. Yeah. That's great. I love that name too. I mean, my God. I mean, I, I'm I'm an Emily Richardson. There's about 12,000 of us. I'm pretty sure there's one on the board of Bad Dog too. She is no longer on it, but there was one on the board of, and I kept being like Emily Richardson. And then Julie would be like, no, not that Emily. <laughs> no, that, no, Emily Richardson doesn't have any money to give to Bad Dog. <laughs> I will say Emily Richardson sounds like uh, a writer, like a British writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old-timey white lady, I feel. Yeah, Emily Bronte, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Uh, Well, thanks Uh, again. You open door policy. Come back whenever you'd like. We'd love to hear more about your thoughts on Atlanta. And please let us know if you start um, watching any of the other franchises. Okay, I might. I might. I think you should. Although I told Nikki I wouldn't. But we'll see. <laughs> I mean, if you like strong black woman, I will say Potomac. I love Potomac. That's what somebody else told me Potomac. to watch. Um, okay. I would, and it, you don't need to start at one if you don't want to. I mean, you could if you want. But I personally started at three, and it was fine. I mean, Karen Huger. I like- I'm, I'm sure you've seen the the gifts of Karen. I know. Oh, she's fantastic. She's really great. She's really great. So you see, I had seen Nini for a long time. Mm-hmm. I always mixed up Nini with Tiffany New York right right because they're kind of yeah they have that outspokenness they don't look alike but for mm-hmm. a long time I mm-hmm. I didn't know the difference and then when I started watching I was like yes I can finally use these gifts in context <laughs> <laughs> I know what this was about this day yeah. when she said this and she shook her head <laughs> exactly uh well great we'll wrap it up there um thanks for listening everybody and uh we'll see you soon Bye. Bye.